There's three people watching on Twitch. Hello, Twitch. Welcome. Yes, I have a mustache. Oh, see? It, it scared one person away. Yeah. <laughs> terrifying mustache. My mustache is terrifying. Is it not working? No. Well, it, it posted a video for like two seconds. Oh. And it's just looping those same two seconds. Oh. It was live. <laughs> hey, Crunchy. What's up, Crunchy? Right. I want to save that video. <laughs> Don't save that video. <laughs> I'm not saving that video. I'm going to delete that <laughs> the video. All right, I'm trying it again. Iceberg. Boy, porn stash, Dre. <laughs> Porn stash, Dre, yes. Oh, porn stash, Dre, yes, yes. I have... Yeah, th that will be explained here. As soon as we get live on Failbook... <laughs> am, am I going to have to just bust out the old school? Hold on. Regular? Like, we'll, we'll try it one more time here. All right. I think it might be doing it now. All right. Are, are we live? Samzia, can, can you verify on your computer? Because I don't know if my phone can keep up with this. I don't know why. Let's see, because it says we, it, we was live. Posted by Switcher Studio. Where is that? Did I get a job with the CHP? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, if there was a DeLorean, I, I should go back in time. I'd totally fit in with uh with old Ponch. I could be the new Ponch. You could be the new I, I just I just see the video loop of Pete. There's just a, a video loop of Pete. Okay, it's not working. <laughs> it's not working. All right, All right. we are switching. This, back. Like right here is the, what you would usually see like in a GIF. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going back old school. Sorry about that. But it works somehow. Somehow, it's uh, it's it's almost working. It's almost working, but not quite. Not quite. We work out the bugs. Working out the bugs. <laughs> Butter and toast. <laughs> Making <Butter> toast. <laughs> All right, now we're back to normal. Ah, mustache! No! <laughs> now we are live on Facebook. We're, we're trying something new. We're trying this cool... Uh, uh, Mr. Pete Molini got himself a, this awesome new app where we could multicam the show where, yeah. like, when Pete's speaking, you'd actually be able to see Pete because, as evidenced, people want Pete. People want to <laughs> see Pete on, on the Monday show because on the Wednesday night show, uh, the Multiverse Comic Show, you can see Pete, and people like Pete on that show. Yeah. <laughs> And I remember like a week or two ago, we had viewers going, where's Pete? <laughs> and uh, Pete, Pete's here. Yeah. But then now, like, Pete got this cool program. We're going to be using it for the we'll, East we'll, LA Comic Con. We'll figure we're, it out. Well, we're, we're experimenting it with yeah. it here to get it correct. <laughs> that way, when the East LA Comic Con comes around. It'll work. It'll work. <laughs> and so we tried to go on li live with it, but yeah. for whatever reason. It wasn't just, working. Well, we, we, we couldn't get it. Could not get it copacetic. So here we are. I, I, I switched it back to our old ways of just doing it on my phone. <laughs> And we're here live. And yes, my goatee has run away. I, I, I lost uh, the, the goatee is gone you lost for now. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it, it floated away. Yeah, I am uh, Mario. That's, that's another one. I forget. <laughs> I have to, I, I'm writing all these because this porn stash. It was a CHP office uh, on, on Twitch. I, I've been called, C, uh, I, look, I got a job with the CHP, it looks like. <laughs> I, I know I couldn't I don't know where my hat is. <laughs> oh. the, the the two hats that I got on my birthday were too small for my for my giant noggin. I I tried to put on the the, the Mario hat that, yeah. that that I was given on my birthday, but it, it just sat on top of here. It looked more like a crown than it, than it did a hat. But yes, it was a Mario yarmulke. It was a Mario yarmulke. <laughs> it's a me, a Jewish Mario. But yeah, I, I shaved off the goatee because I got a job at the UPS this past weekend. Hey, hey Lahaim! I I got a job at the Ups. The Ups. And um, one of their uh, one of their uh, <laughs> thank you, uh, Caleb. 
AKA Bushy. Uh, yeah, I got a job with them. One of one of their uh, they're a very conservative company. They they said this during the training. They're very conservative. That's why their color is brown. And the, because of their conservativeness and also brown hides dirt apparently. That yeah. that, that that is the motivation for all the UPS employees. Uh, well, I, I don't know about the crime. Congratulations yet, Crunchy. Uh, <laughs> the the job I am a driver helper. Mm. I am I am going to be helping drivers. Now that would be hilarious. No, but the job I would be doing when, when if they ever call me in is to go out and help drivers. Uh, deliver packages because obviously we're getting into the holiday season. There are fuck tons and fuck tons of boxes need to be delivered. Lots of people's uh, Amazon orders and whatnots need to be delivered. So I am going to be the person helping them, and I have to fall under the same appearance guidelines. So there are no beards or uh, goatees allowed. So my dumbass, all right, all right, I guess I'm going to have to. I gotta. I had to shave off the goatee. I don't like it. <laughs> I miss my goatee. My and and honest to God, my chin is very cold. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, for the um for the last uh twenty years, I've had a goatee. <laughs> with the the couple of exceptions of shaving it off to be Professor X, <laughs> and another time shaving it off to be uh, uh Samuel Jackson's character in <laughs> in Jurassic Park. Uh, b- both of which are th- thanks to our good friend uh, Jonah Keel. Whenever I, I help him out for his birth for not his birthday, well, it's usually around his birthday, Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Kicked off the set of the new Super Trooper movie. I know. Oh, a Super Trooper. I'm writing that one down. Super Trooper. Well, I, 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 no, uh, uh, Marina on Facebook asked, do you have a tiny tan line? Shockingly, no. Oh. Uh, show contributor, show, uh, Irv Dampatino, kept asking me that uh, throughout the weekend. I'm like, so is there a tan line? Is there a tan line for, for, for your missing goatee? No, there is not a timeline, tan line. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately for you, because Amazon has their own delivery service, although they they still deliver a lot of Amazon packages. They just, I guess, on Sundays, Amazon <laughs> sends out their own people. Mm. But anyway, yes, <laughs> I I got a job at UPS, I, but it's an on call job, so I would only go in if they summoned me. And so today was the first day where they would have summoned me, and uh, they didn't. No. Oh. <laughs> so my like, God. They're like- did they send like? Did somebody have materia and they had to like actually? I know, right? Uh, like a Final Fantasy uh, summon. <laughs> summon <the> so yeah, I, I shaved off the go. I was, I was gonna go full baby face, but then I remembered there there's a photo of me full baby face yeah. on Facebook from uh whenever when we went to go see Back to the Future. I guess that would have been the 25th anniversary, when we or the 30th anniversary of Back oh, to the Future. Because yeah. well, there, there's a photo of me at your house without my goatee. And like I, there was a very bald Chris Moreland, <laughs> yeah. I think around the time where he 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 was going through his cancer <laughs> scare. Yeah. So we had me with no hair and Moreland with no hair. <laughs> that wasn't a cancer scare. That was like cancer. That was full. Of, well, he survived. Reality. So he yeah. survived. That, that's 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 the. It, it's not, it was not a cancer death. It was a cancer survival. That's why I call it cancer scare. He he and feared I, for his life I and he survived. Cancer like dodging the draft. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, beautiful Joe, <laughs> beautiful Sam. <laughs> But yes, I ha- now technically have a, a seasonal job with UPS for the next three, four weeks. Mm. <laughs> but they're not having. Let's see if they call me in. Yeah, they didn't call. You know what? Honestly, yeah, because I showed up for the interview with the full goatee, and so the next day was the orientation. So me being all right. Well, the rules say I can't have a goatee, so they might send us out to work on Saturday. So those of you Facebook friends with me, you got to see uh, I posted the. <laughs> The picture of the the, the after the, the before and after, pre pre shave and post shave. It's cool. I got rid of all the white hairs. Oh, yeah. I know it's the problem that, that you you go through, yeah, Mr. Peter. And yeah, I showed up the next day, and all 
all these other motherfuckers who showed up for orientation still had their fucking beards. Ah. God damn it. I was so pissed. And then no one said shit. No one said a goddamn thing. All these other motherfuckers still had beards and goatees, and I'm the only fuckhead who showed up with a fucking porn stash. Do you think that's what they do? Like, every time they train a group of people, they have one person. That's what Pete said. They single out to actually do that. That's what Pete said on, on the drive over. Yeah, They're like, I think no. they saw how attached you were to it. No, I wasn't attached. I, I wasn't like, no. I, I didn't get all fucking, like, Mexican telenovela. No. No lo puedes cortar. No, I, I, no, I didn't get all telenovela. I but, can imagine you doing that if they if you shave off the mustache. I mean, no, I almost did shave off the mustache, but I'm like, I don't know. It, I, I think it's better to for me to have a mustache than not, or else I am just an egg with eyebrows. <laughs> No, I am not going to shave this off. I'm, no, th there is a there is a great photo of the the egg with eyebrows on Facebook somewhere. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, just go go delve like about what whenever Back to the Future had their last anniversary. You know, it's like it's like seven years ago. There, there's a great picture of me wearing a Back to the Future shirt and like. No mustache, and it looks totally weird. Look, look, you can kind of see with me doing – or actually, I almost posted that photo that you sent me because Pete went in Justice League style and digitally erased my mustache from the photo that I posted on Facebook. That's funny. But it, it was a very ham-handed – That was the point. It was... <laughs> yeah, that was the point. It was supposed to be just like in Justice League. It was, it was ham-handedly done. See, we'll, we'll, show it, we'll show it to Sam Zia here. He can see the, the, the ham-handed – Wow. It looks like just a, like a ten o'clock shadow. <laughs> it's like a, well, Mar Marina on Facebook says, "I you should have done a fundraiser, like donate and I'll shave since you're gonna do it anyway." I'm like, "Well, it, my dumbass thought, oh well, I better not show up the next day to UPS with with the full goatee, or else it'll mess up my chances <laughs> to to keep this holiday job and hopefully maybe get a permanent job." Because the the HR lady, she she looked at my resume during the the private the, the one on one interview. And she's like, why are you trying to get the job? I'm like, I need money. <laughs> I'm like, it's like, I hate, in, in job interviews, I feel like that's that's usually where I, I fail in a lot of job yeah. interviews because they usually ask that question. Oh, why do you want to work here? I'm like, because my bills need to get paid. <laughs> what the fuck you think I'm going to tell you? <laughs> oh, did I tell you about my job interview? Oh, Sam had a job. Oh, that's right. You had a job interview yeah, this past yeah. week. Tell I us about your job interview as well. Rehab place, uh, drug mm -hmm. rehab place. Mm -hmm. Uh, they went. They didn't hire me. They went with someone who had more experience working with addictions. And I get the feeling, like, it wasn't just, like, working with people who have addictions. She's the person who was interviewing me was also a recovering addict. I oh, really? Oh, wow. I smoked crack before, <laughs> I might have actually had a better chance of getting the job. You should have told her you're addicted to pot. She can't be addicted to pot. I could shut that shit down. Crack, heroin, something. I, I, I feel like if I, if I had come in literally with a crack pipe in my hand, I would have gotten the job. See, that's, that's something right now on Facebook. Uh, uh, our, our friend Mike, a.k.a. G-Son, said, you can't be honest. You got to lie. Yeah. <laughs> you got to well, lie. I, I personally thought that lying about drug use is what, well, basically what I did. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do I smoke pot? Maybe. A.k.a. No, possibly. I, if I had come in reeking of alcohol, I might have had a better chance. You might have a better job working at a rehab clinic. That, that's the, that, that is insane, right? Uh, I, I don't know. See, I, I guess we have to lie, and yeah. I, I'm not good at the lying thing because people who know me, <laughs> you can read me when I'm lying because uh -huh. I will be, I'll be ridiculous when you I'm lying. It just occurs to me, like right now, uh huh, you have more of a black dynamite feel to you. <laughs> I am smiling.
See, that's what that's the thing. Usually, like you have, uh, you, have, you have to lie, and before you had the goatee, so you could lie through the goatee. People wouldn't be able to see you were being deceptive. Now you have <laughs> half half of it going right now. I so can be deceptive you can now. Be, you can only be half as deceptive. I couldn't lie with the goatee. But yeah, but no, that's the thing. Now I'm you terrible have to, at lying. Have to milk, period. Yeah, you literally have to change. The smile. I am smiling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now you can lie through Dynamite. your mustache because Dynamite. you're not smiling. <laughs> so just say, I am smiling. And as I posted on Facebook, I have phantom goatee syndrome. Oh yeah, this kept happening to me. The the, the other job I have, I'm like, I'm sitting. There, I'll usually be sitting there, like contemplatively grabbing my goatee, and I'll be like. I still, I still have that when I had that long ass goatee. Today, my mom knows right? that I was doing this. I was trying. I was literally pulling on the goatee that's not there. I know, cause like I, I, I don't know, like you. I, I you know, I, I'm sure, like myself, you watch a lot of kung fu films. You know, like freaking like kung oh, fu masters. Yeah. So, you know, pulling on that shit, bro. That's a Pai Mei style. Pai Mei, ha <laughs> Now your arm is my arm. So, some something else. Yeah, I turned from Mario to Wario. <laughs> See, I have those hats. I still have those hats, but they're in my mom's garage. Uh, I, I have three sets of Mario, Luigi, and Wario hats. Oh my god! Uh, they because they, they they came out with a it was, it was a Mario Party game like Mario Party Nine, and um they they sent me these um uh, photo Photoshop kits or not photo uh, photo booth kits. Oh. So like you you had the three mustaches and then yeah. you had the three hats, and so I'd go out and do a demonstration. I take photos of people and I had I had a little photo printer so people could take a photo of themselves as Mario. And then I'd print it out for them. So I still have these hats. Because <laughs> they're, right they're kind of cool. Are, you are Mexican Mario. Right? I, I am Mexican Mario. If I'm you, a clean your pipes. <laughs> hey, anybody want a lotte? It's Mario and your lotte, man. Hey, lotero Mario. If you put on 20 or put on 80 pounds, you would be Mario. Ah, shit. More like 40 pounds. Almost there. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That's the only bad, bad thing. You can see my double chin now. Well, don't do that. <laughs> No, but I don't have to do that. <laughs> what do it? No, but even right now you can just still, still see the double chin. That's a, it's like my goatee was hiding how fat I was. Here, Pete, get in. Get in there. Yeah. Yeah. He has the beard. Well, he has the beard. So you can't see. Look, look at look at the stealth mode. His freaking chin is. My mine my mine no longer is hidden. <laughs> It's no longer crouching, <laughs> crouching chin, hidden goatee. <laughs> crouching goatee, hidden chin. Well, Let me flip that, reverse that. And then, and then uh, shaving the goatee, you became a Bears fan, right? <laughs> That's another one. I, I look like one of the Bears fans from the old uh, uh, SNL sketch. Oh, Stop, yeah. Bears. Stop Bears. <laughs> I need to go get, I need to get me some sunglasses and get me a Bears hat so I can, I can talk about how much I like the Bears. And I like the Bulls. <laughs> the Bears. So, are you trying to tell me I look like a bald Mike Ditka? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> My chin is so cold. Bald it is. Bald, bald Mexican Ditka. Miguel Ditka. <laughs> Miguel Ditka. Ah! <laughs> See, I said we were going to get 15 to 20 minutes out of my lack of goatee today. <laughs> like, so, it was with no effort. Ooh, Pablo Escobar. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah. See, the old standby for me has always been Hector Elizondo. <laughs> That's been my old standby. Because I look like Hector Elizondo. <laughs> Are you having, like, 
goatee envy between me and Pete here right no, now? No, it's not goatee envy. It's like I have goatee sadness. It's like I know I can grow it. I'm, I'm starting to try to grow it back. I, like, I, I shaved the sides and just left this alone this morning. I was like, fuck that. I'm going to regrow this shit. They're going to have to tell me to shave it off. What's fuck them. What's policy on soul patches? <laughs> soul patches. It's, it's supposed to be clean shaven, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push that shit. Like, because I don't, I technically will not have to go back to the warehouse. I, I just, I'm gonna have to go meet a driver, and hopefully, I'll have a cool driver who'll be like, "Oh, fuck it, dude. Yeah, you look, you look like a porn star with that stash. You better grow that shit back, <laughs> shave it or grow it back, motherfucker." I, I expect if I ever see a fucking driver, if I ever, if I ever am called in, good fucking god. Oh, so, what if you end up with like the opposite? And they hand you the razor, <laughs> dude. He hands me the razor there. Well, fuck, I better bust out my phone and be like. <laughs> I'll just dry shave it there. I'll be like, there you go. I'll, I'll do it the hard way. The hard way. So apparently, uh, we we talked a little bit about it last week. Uh, you, you were uh, uh, Pete. Obviously, you were not here. Mm-hmm. Busy with family stuff. Sam watched the Disaster Artist. I have not watched it because I don't have money to go watch it. But Sam, the Disaster Artist, yeah. the movie based on the room, which we dedicated an entire episode of me burying it. Uh oh. TL reposted a gif. Oh man, I wish I could see it right now. <laughs> I bet it's funny. So, Sam, you saw The Disaster Artist, you, yes. and you expressed concern last week that you were concerned about watching that movie because you, you like my, my roommate, Trent Trail, hold the room very near and dear to your heart. Yes. It, it, is, a, it is a piece of your history. You, you expressed all these positive memories of going to the – meeting Tommy, playing catch with Tommy and the crowd, chanting the Sam's name, Sam, Sam. Sam. And uh, the cool part is at the very end, they show clips of how Tommy interacts with the crowds that show up at the movie screening oh. and stuff. Were you and in I'm one of the clips? fairly certain the, the you're, stuff you're that the, the footage that they had you're had in there? us in it. You're in there? Yeah, it had me. I, I'm not sure if our faces are in it, but I, we, me, Koch, and Moreland, and all of us huh. there remember... I, that I Vunderbar. Oh yeah. wow! I'll, I'll, well, I eventually I'm going to try to see this. I, I will. I'll try to scrounge together some money to go to watch a, a matinee of, of this movie. film. Very good. Movie. Good movie, but uh, but it was a very, rather large but. It is worthy of the praise it is getting. It is a very good movie. <laughs> Tom, Tommy Wiseau might get go, might get to go to the Oscars. Yeah, I, I would love that. Is like that. the nightmare scenario. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tommy Wiseau is going to go to the Oscars because of this movie. Now. Now, give, give us your exp- – oh, well, we discussed this in the pre-show meeting, and that's why I'm leading you here. Tell us uh, so tell us about it. So it's a good movie. Yeah, it's a but... great movie. People need to go see it. It's worth its weight, and it's worth the hype. At the same time, for people who – and I, I get different opinions based on who you ask. Some of the right. diehards – Love the movie. Yep, and it did. My, room, my, my, my roommate Trento yeah. loves it. He thought it was. He used the words magnificent. Yeah, and they feel like. I feel and like, he was very skeptical, like yourself. Yeah, I feel like for people, it enhanced the experience of the room for them. For me, it killed part of the experience. Not all of it, but it took a lot of the innocence out of it. Even though I knew the story, I knew all of the stuff that led into it, how it was made, everything that the movie covered. It just. Part of the innocence of the experience got taken out of it. Right, because you held it very, your vid's very precious to you, this well, experience, the, the, the communal experience, yeah. which you, you're always talking about every time we discuss this. And now, because of this, you're going to see people who watch The Disaster Artist and are blown away by it and now want to go and experience what the whole room screening experience is. I, I imagine Amazon might be selling out of the, the DVDs and Blu-rays right now <laughs> of honestly, the room. You're going to have less people who are there who embrace the tradition of the mm. movie 
and more people there just to see the spectacle of what the hell happened. Right. They see the, they watch the or, they watch this origin now they want to actually go see this film. Yeah. But you you feel that these new people are are not going to appreciate it. Well, or they 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 you feel like these people are going to be watching it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, for example. This seems very I familiar s- about other discussions we've had. Yeah. yeah. No, for example, <laughs> uh-huh. I had uh one of the guys that I work with during the charge game. Uh-huh. He was uh, he was saying that he saw the movie, he loved the disaster artist, he thought it was hilarious. But in preparation of it, he saw the room on his couch with his friend two uh-huh. weeks before. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. and so he never got any of the experience. He loved it. He thought it was great. Oh, I totally want to go and see it. And it's like, yeah, yeah, for people who've never seen it before, it definitely makes people want to go and get part of that experience. Uh, seeing right. it at home versus seeing it in the theater is the difference between ro- watching Rocky Horror Picture Show at home versus mm-hmm. watching it in the theater. Right. That, that's the argument everyone always says about like me. I've o- I've only seen the room the one time, and I thought it was an absolute piece of dog shit set on fire (laughs) covered in gasoline at home watching it in the confines of your couch oh no i I watch it with a group of people but be high off your ass right or keep or just or 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 or, or terrifyingly drunk because at that point i was sober (laughs) you have to know what the jokes are so you can repeat them at the right moment but you it's there's a huge difference between seeing it in the theater and seeing it at home and I get the feeling or seeing at the sun the the sunset uh, lemley right where it was there there. they moved it to the one in westwood Oh, okay, it's at Westwood uh, now. It's been there for years now. Okay. But, yeah, it, the experience is different <laughs> now. It's like now it's all about the hype of the disaster artist, and people want to mm-hmm. go see what that's about. The be- One of the funniest things that I noticed about the whole process and what they've done with the disaster artist, at the same location where they had the billboard for the room for all of those years, yeah. now yeah. it's the billboard for disaster, disaster artist. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't I know thought if, that was cool. And I don't know if you're aware. There, there's a phone number on the billboard, yep. just like the original billboard. Yep. See, Pete and I, we, yeah. we, we read an article. I, I was actually probably Wednesday night. Yeah. There's an article. Apparently, Franco has that phone. Really? And he, it, it, and when he feels like it, he will pick it up and he will answer as Tommy. Oh, my God. That's really <laughs> and and they, then they've been posting, I guess there's a website where they've been posting, like, he they record the conversations. Yeah. And then they post them up. And he, he is answering as Tommy. Yeah, and he's replying to them, you know, whatever, whatever craziness they say, and he replies in his, you know, as much as as much as Tommy as he is, you know, yeah. as Jim Carrey, aka, you know, as G- Jim Carrey channeled Andy Kaufman, he is channeling Tommy yeah. <laughs> into these uh, phone conversations. Yeah. I'll, uh, now there, people have different reactions to it. Uh, just amongst our friends, I saw it with Koch and Moreland. Mm-hmm. Koch was like, "I loved it. I want to go see the movie The Room right now. I want to go. Let's go." Right. Like he was overly enthusiastic about it, and for me, I was like. Yeah, this kind of killed it. Mm. So, see, I, I feel like you're, you're, you're. It's, it sounds like you're very protective of the actual, the experience of watching the room. Like I get the, the feeling that uh, I would have enjoyed the experience more of seeing the disaster artist mm-hmm. ten years from now. When okay, that's added, awesome. When there's an added feeling of nostalgia to it, because it's not dead. It's not a, a fad that has passed. Yeah, it's one that's just starting to pick up. And now, well, I, 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 I think it's because, well, obviously because. It is a fad that's been picking up, and that's why we got this disaster yeah. artist movie. Because I know my, after I watched it the one time, my roommate tried to get me to read the um, read the book. Is my oh, the, the book that he brought on the show when we did yeah. the show earlier this year yeah. about the room. I remember I read the first few chapters, and I was just like blown away, like how literally insane the process of making the movie was. Yeah. Oh, man. Ah, and T.L. Reeve reports that the room is temporarily out of stock on Amazon. Uh, yeah. I, I have the Blu-ray. 
I have the DVD. Right. I have the whole thing. See, I, I think because it, it sounds like you're being very protective about the experience of what what the room is. Well, yeah. pr- prior well, to the you're, what it was. Well, what it, what, it, what it, yeah. Or, or, now, yeah, to you. Now it's now it's definitely different. Now you don't have the like. For example, one of the traditions is during the last sex scene of the four, the final one. People get so fed up with the same repeated sex <laughs> scene that they get up and walk out of the theater, like for that whole scene. Now people aren't doing that because they don't. They're not well, they don't aware know, of the of the whole tradition. So most people are just sitting there in the theater, like, and like two people are walking out. It's like keep up with the game. Now it's like well, it's, well, the, well, it's it's a game that well, obviously not everyone's going to know about this game. I mean, no, and, and I understand because to to a certain extent, I get it because you know. I feel me and Pete, or we we get like this about comic books, mm-hmm. about yeah. certain characters and certain stories. We're like, oh, this is like, <laughs> I, you feel the way about this, about the way I feel, precious about the Justice League. That's where like this is why I, the Justice League is an okay movie, but I have an extra layer of dislike because it kind of did it, it did a disservice to what yeah. I feel the Justice League is. And like you feel that the well, Disaster Artist is a good movie, but yeah. it is. Uh, it's not your room now. It's yeah. this other. Now it's become this other thing to, in your in your mind. Like where the way the room should be experienced is in a theater, Rocky Horror Picture style, well, with yeah. a sh- with everyone invested in it and knowing what to do. But now we, we've created this new. There's a new so, group of fans or casuals. Yeah. <laughs> there's a bunch of casual fans now well, who are gonna. You the know, thing is, like the one of the nights I think Marshall Manor forever. That's right, T.L. Reeve. One of the nights <laughs> that we went, Dave Franco was right there. Uh-huh. He, during the before the movie during the Q and A, he was asked a question of uh, and he Dave made Franco. it clear that back then this was years ago that he was planning on making this movie. And then Big Bro took over. And, <laughs> and it just I don't know it just felt like one of those projects taken over by someone who had a name and then they just based everything of that that the movie was going to be off of the name Franco. I mean, I, I kind of feel it's like just, he he is he is kind of going into it as a fan. I think I feel yeah. like he he appreciates what it yeah, is. No, my problem is. I mean, hell, Franco says this is the first good thing he's ever done. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, Frank, no, James. James, yeah, no. James, James said this is the first. Ja- James, my like this is the first. Problem was Dave. Oh well. Dave Franco well, you and Sestero was just him sucking his own dick on the camera. You, you and Trent Trail would agree wholeheartedly on that. But then again, Trent hates else. Dave Franco. Yeah, you could have cast him with anybody else. Yeah, that, that was probably that the only... Part of the reason why the movie was like, okay, now it's just you guys wanting to get on stage and jerk off about this movie. Well, yeah, any, anytime James brings his brother on it, that, that is pretty much masturbatory. In my, yeah. I, I, I agree with that opinion. He, so he's he's not very good. Like, okay, now you guys have cheapened everything because you guys wanted to jerk off on film. That, like that's how I felt about it. It's just, now James Franco, phenomenal job as Tommy. Right, he does deserve Oscar consideration for it because he nailed it. Right, but it just felt like this was Dave's pet t- project, and he got his brother looped in because his brother could do a good job. Because yeah, his brother yeah. could, his and brother could get it. His brother could get it made. Where Dave probably on his own could not get yeah. it made. And he wanted James and and Seth Horn, uh, Seth, Seth, Seth Rogen, and them could get this made. Yeah. Because they've obviously gotten their other yeah. passion projects or masturbatory projects, like This yeah. Is the End, Sausage Party, yeah. yeah, all those movies. They've got those made. Yeah, uh, he was just trying to shoehorn himself into the project, and it just felt off. He really, if, if he wanted to be now, writer uh, and director on this thing, fine, but don't try to be like Tommy and be writer, director, producer, and star. yeah. I feel like they should have got somebody else. They should have got someone actually handsome to be Sestero. Anybody, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> any other actor who is actually handsome. The other, the other people. Uh, the, everybody else, I liked 
how they cast the movie. I still feel like my experience with the room would be a little bit tarnished because of it, mm-hmm. even if Dave wasn't on the. Screen. But right now, but you're but uh, no, I, but, I I get what you're saying. No, I understand completely what you're saying about like yeah. they're they're taking something that's very precious to you. And they've kind of made it for every. They, they, they've taken this uh, thing that's supposed to be for you know. It's a. I don't want to say elite. I don't know. It, it's, it's not to be elite. It's just like. It's an inside joke. Yeah. It, thank you. Exactly. It's a. It's an inclusive inside joke that now you're letting everybody in on this joke, and yeah. now that's that's where it's kind of messed up for and, you and as a fan, and, and as a big fan, of, a big fan of it. And in kind of a cheap way, too. Uh, really. It, mm, yeah. Uh, the, it just it was just kind of cheap. Well, really, I, I, the movie for me. I I, I, I understand that completely. Right, uh, that that totally makes sense from from your point of view as a giant fan. That I, I understand why you'd feel that way. Picture if Ed Wood was made while not just while he was still alive, but while like he was young and still doing work. Oh, see, so yeah, that that that's well, huh? I I wouldn't say Tommy is young, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, but I I understand the, I understand your alive. point. Well, I don't know if he's necessarily well. I guess after this he'll be more active, but I don't think he yeah. was necessarily active. Well, no, he's been working on his own projects. He's been putting it, but the room is the one everybody pays. What that, 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 the neighbor show? Yeah. I have a neighbor. Your neighbor. I'm your neighbor. <laughs> I play kid and I play adult on the same show. I'm Tommy. I'm versatile. Yeah. <laughs> he, Although you you have a very you, know, you, just... you passionately admire Tommy, don't you? No. Not at all. <laughs> because like, you, know, you defend that he's actively working. I'm like, is he? <laughs> is he actively working? But is he dead? He's no. not dead. <laughs> Ed Wood came out years after the guy had died, and people look back on that very well. Yeah, well, that, yeah. That, that's, now yeah. it's like it's basically they had made Ed Wood while Ed Wood was still. That, alive that's actually a very that's a very good comparison right there. Yeah. And, I, and I get that. Did you see that article about how he wants to make a Star Wars movie now or something? Yeah, no. This, uh, Tommy wants to be in Star Wars. Make a Star Wars movie or be in a Star Wars movie? He wants to make a Star Wars movie. <laughs> I want to see him in a Star Wars movie. I think he would be great in that. He'd make be. a new alien class based <laughs> off of him. Maybe he's alien. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's weird. Like I, I hate the film, but I, I weirdly appreciate the character. I mean, he is like this weird, literal, out-of-this-world character who is somehow... This reverse success story. Yeah. <laughs> like this guy's gonna this guy's gonna be at the fucking Oscars. Yeah. If, if this room if this movie gets fucking nominated, we're gonna see Tommy fucking Wissau walking the red carpet. I'll love that. I will love every second of it. That, that that's just if you had told me five years ago that that guy would be walking the red carpet, I would have laughed at you and had you committed to a fucking insane <laughs> asylum. But here we here we are. Here we are. Here we are at that. So it, it's funny, you know, uh, real quick, uh, there's a, a documentary on Netflix uh-huh. about, because uh, you mentioned Jim Carrey when he was mm. doing the oh, Andy yeah. Kaufman thing. That I, I, I watched that thing. It's really interesting. Yeah. I, I, have, we, yeah. I know. We, you mentioned, we mentioned it the other day when we were privately talking. Yeah. I, I, I haven't got, I've been binge watching all this other crap. I've been like stuck at home. Yeah. I've been stuck at home these last few <laughs> days. I've been, been watching everything. I should be watching that. Like, you know what I hear it's insane. Another uh, documentary on Netflix. Mm-hmm. One that's been there for a while. Uh, the whole like Tommy was so success story and everything that it was highlighted in the uh, Disaster Artist, similar to what the documentary uh, Exit Through the Gift Shop. Oh yeah, that's really good. Where oh. a guy basically goes backwards into yeah. becoming a celebrity. Oh, how weird. Yeah, it's uh, the, a movie about Banksy and a guy that was just video. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. But, but you're mentioning this, uh, this yeah, Jim it, Carrey movie. It, it's really interesting. It's kind of scary, though. There's this whole part where uh, he talks about how, in the very beginning, 
he talks about his best sets like growing up, like when he was when he was starting out. Yeah, uh, when he I think he was at the comedy store. Yeah. Or laugh, I forget which one because I know there's like a little rivalry between the two. But, but he was one of those the, the, sunset his uh, his best sets. If you the, the memorable most memorable sets, he would say like he didn't remember them. Huh. Like he would say that he would black out and he would just like you know go all off, and that's what ended up happening when he made this Andy Kaufman movie. But the scary part is they show as, as the movie's progressing. Because they documented it while they were making the yeah. movie, but the, I think the studio didn't want to release this documentary because it would scare the shit out of yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, because at one point, they bring Andy Kaufman's parents to the mm. set, and his mom is hugging him. Oh, uh, yeah. At, like, they're having rep- reparative moments yeah. with Andy <laughs> Kaufman, but it's Jim Carrey. Like, his mom's, like, like hugging him. And, she's and like, like, he was a spiritual medium? or Yeah. Yeah. Like, he had... Uh, a big like, I'm like meeting my daughter for the first time, kind of. Yeah. And getting <laughs> some kind of resolution Ugh, to what was lost in their lives because he passed away. See, see, any 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 of this stuff that deals with that kind of, that kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> and this is part two it's where it's fascinating. Uh, the the director he couldn't deal with it. Like he just couldn't deal with you know Jim Carrey going crazy, and he told them, and he's like he's like I need to talk to Jim. <laughs> And then uh, Jim Carrey called him, and he told him, he's like, well, if it's too much trouble, we'll fire Andy, and I could do an impression of him if that's what you want. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? Okay. Uh, it's pretty fascinating. I need to go home and watch this uh, tonight. Holy yeah. fuck. It's probably going to creep me the fuck out <laughs> yeah. while I'm watching it. I mentioned Tony Clifton. Yet. Oh, yeah. That stuff is scary, dude. I bet. Yeah. Because yeah, now, like, Jim Carrey, like, he's like an artist now. Like, he's like a painter. Yeah. Like. And it, it's really like some of the stuff like I've seen other stuff. I guess like stuff that's kind of li- leading into mm-hmm. this documentary coming out, where he's off the, he's off the. Yeah, well, it, yeah. Brandon, Jim Carrey's acting like Andy. Jim, <laughs> Jim went too far. Yeah. Yeah. That I guess that's the opinion of everyone who was making that film. Yeah, he just he, he was like yeah because they had like Danny DeVito on the set right and they were reenacting like an, an episode of uh, Taxi mm-hmm. and Danny DeVito was like it's like I it's like I lived this already like it's like it's so scary. <laughs> like, Okay, now I'm gonna definitely have to check out that, yeah, that, that documentary cool. when I get home. It's that, really cool. That, that, that's, that sounds intense. Yeah. Um, and speaking of things that creep me out, you know, it's like you know, cause, is I've never been a big horror fan. I, I I'm not I'm not a scary movie kind of guy. I think one of the oh, only horror, sorry. <laughs> horror, not horror, horror, <laughs> not <laughs> not the whore island. <laughs> you go back to your home on whore island. <laughs> Hands down, one of my favorite lines for fucking Anchorman. <laughs> no, like, speaking of scary, like, you know, because this sounds like this Jim Carrey movie was scary, but other things that this past weekend was the PlayStation experience. That's like PlayStation's basically a little kind of like E3 masturbatory thing. And I, I think the biggest game coming out of it would be the Hideo Kojima Guillermo del Toro game with Death Stranding. And Which, by the way, is what they refer to when a bunch of whales get beached on a get beached. Death Stranding? It's, yeah, because they get, it's like a stranding. Is this a legitimate thing, or are you doing a non-sequitur? No, it's actually true. Okay. Yeah. No, uh, that's what a Death Stranding is, when like a bunch of whales yeah. strand on, on, They're just on like, the beach. Oh, crazy. But yeah. what, they what? beach themselves. Beached whales. Beached whales is yeah. Death Stranding. Yeah. So there's this game. Uh, our executive producer, Samson, is ex- is incredibly excited about this. You you played this game back when they, they did the demo of it when it was what uh, when it was called PT when it was well, uh, a. It wasn't this game. It was the Silent Hills game. Silent. I mean, no, Silent Hill. But 
Uh, but it, I mean, this is the spiritual. Like this, spiritually is the same game. It's yeah. still the same. Yeah. It's still the same creative team. They're still using freaking Daryl from The Walking Dead. So I feel it's, it's spiritually it's the same game. It's, it's, I think it's a different idea. I think the actual idea is still Konami's property, and he had to come up with something. New. Well, yeah, but, but that's why I mean spiritually. And it's basically what they're trying to do is capitalize on the goodwill that they got from gamers because of PT. Because of PT, but now they have this. Yeah. This game, and you, you see me very, you posted the, the trailer of it on, on, the, on the Facebook page. And, you, and so tell, tell me about it. Yeah. Nobody knows what the fuck is going on. I mean, yeah. It's, okay. it's so <laughs> abstract. And it, even when they did the presentation at the PlayStation Experience, they had Kojima and Nor- Norman Reedus up there. Mm-hmm. Norman Reedus, after they played it, was like, I need to now go on the internet and find out what the hell I just saw. <laughs> because it's, you don't know what the hell that's about. That's they funny. Don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know. Oh, I, I'm doing motion capture for this game, and I don't understand what the fuck is happening. <laughs> yeah. But basically, the idea is Kojima has such a unique gaming style, and the way that he presents game is so unique. Hell, he ended one game with a dog controlling the entire world. One of the Metal Solid, Gear Solid games. I think you're thinking of uh, Silent Hill. Silent Hill was, was that? Oh, yeah, no, you're right. That was Silent, Silent Hill. Hill. That was Silent I thought, Hill. Oh, sorry, you're right. That was Silent Hill. That was Silent Hill. <laughs> that was Silent I, re- I remember that vividly. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that vividly. I think that was the end of Silent Hill 2. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I believe okay. that, that, I that was, was the end of Silent Hill 2 where, like, the dog is controlling the, the whole scenario. <laughs> I thought that was the Metal Gear game. My no, no. The Metal Gear is clones and yeah. clones within clones and then yeah. more clones and then cloning. Also, it's Attack of the Clones. <laughs> it's a clone war. Clone war. He's known for having decent mind fucks in the middle of games, like reading your memory. Well, yeah, the, I think some of I, I so me personally, I, I feel Kojima was at his best back then in the '90s, and yeah. I feel like modern Kojima is very derivative of, of past Kojima. But <laughs> I, I don't, I don't enjoy his work anymore. But you did not play PT. Uh, I didn't. I, you well, didn't have any experience with it. I never so got to play it. So. A lot of what you're basing is off of stuff that has nothing to do with what he was doing now. I oh it, it's still Kojima. He, I mean, he still he has his style, and I feel like he's kind of become a fan of his own style. And and now here, this is the point I was gonna I was gonna make with, to you before, when, we, when we were talking about this in the pre-show. I'm like, we need to save this for the show. Yeah. <laughs> the the point is, see, you're saying now, like, oh, Kojima doesn't have Konami, you know, restricting him or whatever. My big fear is now that we have an unencumbered. Kojima, and that, and th- this is why I'm concerned the game will never be made because without someone putting deadlines on him, or without someone kind of forcing him to follow rules or guidelines or whatever, or to without an editor, he is just gonna do all kinds of crazy stuff. He's gonna unleash all of his stuff, and either we're gonna get a game that's never gonna get made, or we're gonna get the most impossible to play game, which is gonna be very complicated and hard to play and. We don't know what the fuck it's gonna be, because I, I, that's why I feel like modern Kojima were like some of the last few games. The PT was the exact opposite of what you just described. Well, uh, well, that's the thing. You have to look at what they were aiming at with what they were doing with the group that they had. The group that they had was, and they and PT was just a teaser. It was a playable trailer. I, I know. And it was con- people still consider it the most terrifying gaming experience ever. Oh, oh, okay, but it's now, like, and but it this is still like I, I'm looking any, at the developer, not no, the game, but, man. No, but you're but you're like saying, oh, based off of Kojima's style and everything like that, but you're not basing it off of what Kojima did with PT. It wasn't. Well, I'll any, never get to experience the, that because they erased it well, off you, the face you of the earth. Do online watch 
the walkthrough of it, but the same thing you're playing. Mm-hmm. But it is the exact opposite of what you did. It was, it was something that was simplistic. It was something that was minimalistic, but <laughs> horrifying. And you have to remember, it's not just him. It's Guillermo del Toro, who's mm. known mm. for having twisted storylines, twisted visuals. This, the two of them together... Now, if Del Toro, all right. Now, now, if he listens to Del Toro and Del Toro helps kind of rein in Kojima, then that okay, I can agree with that because I, I always, I like Del Toro Mm -hmm. for the most part. I mean, you'll, I'll never watch Pan's Labyrinth, but I love the (laughs) fuck out of me some Pacific fucking Rim and some Hellboy. But uh, if he can rein him in and control, because yeah, Kojima likes to take weird tangents and weird, I don't know. I don't know. As Kojima has evolved, he's I, I I think yeah he's become his biggest fan, and that and then that I think that's the problem with him, because I because I, I Reedus was doing a pretty good job of sucking his dick too. Oh, uh, basically cool. saying that the approach that Kojima has taken has changed how Norman Reedus approaches everything. Oh yeah, well well you you well Kojima's insane. I mean <laughs> yeah. at, at, the, at the end at the end of the day like the the best creators the most creative people are out of their minds. Yeah. We talk about this all the time in comic books. Yeah. Friggin' Warren Ellis, Grant Morrison, yeah. these great comic book writers. You have to there has to be something wrong up here <laughs> yeah. to be yeah. super creative. But I my actually well, like I hated Metal Gear Solid 3. I hated Metal Gear Solid 4. I never even bothered with Metal Gear Solid 5. All of those portal games where he put like crazy weird little twists and like it would just make the game just it's he's I, I get what he's trying to do. He's trying to create something different. He, he doesn't just want to he's not making the same game every time. He keeps trying to evolve and yeah. like on the portable devices, he'd make it so like even on a PSP, you have to find other people to help you within the game. He was trying to do kind of like what the Street Pass thing was doing. But on a PSP with is, is, is Metal Gear games because I I kept buying those games. I would buy no. Here, here's why I have a problem with Kojima. I kept supporting him even though I kind of wasn't enjoying the games anymore. I would I I rebought Metal Gear Solid Three when they put out Subsistence or whatever or, or Sustenance and all these weird names and I'm like, all right, cool. This is you younger me. I'm like, oh, cool. This is fucking some high art. This is some shit going over my head. But now older me is like, I'm fucking tired of following you, bro. I mean, the last game of his I bought was MGS Four, and I couldn't stand it. I was like, dude, this is too fucking like. It gets too. Com- There's a point where. There's a difference between art and work, and his like, and it always gets down to the bottom line for me. If I'm not having fun playing your game and it feels like work, then I don't want to play it. I want to play a game that's fun, and that's where I'm having a problem with modern Kojima, where he's trying to create, he's creating stuff out of the box, and cool, good on him. I will, I will appreciate that, but I am not gonna play it anymore. I'm just. 38-year-old Dre is tired. <laughs> Honestly, there's probably a lot of games I loved in my 20s, which I would I would hate now. I, if, if I popped in Beautiful – I'm sure if I popped in Beautiful Joe right now, I would hate it. I would hate every fucking but minute of it. I would be lot. like, what the fuck is wrong with me? How did I enjoy this back in the day? No, and that, you could say that about almost every, a bunch of games from back then. But I think that you're basing a lot of your opinions without – even once, even began taking a gander at what like, I, I watched the, the trailers and I'm like, okay, no, it's no, a scary without, game. No, okay, without, I, without, I, without, I don't like scary games. No, without <laughs> looking at PT and what direction they were going with that, you're basing all. Of all right, I'll, I'll go watch a video of PT after the show and I'll see what it is. I I, I can already say I'm like, I, well, no, 
I'll go in unbiased. You know what? I'll go in unbiased. I will try to. I will try to go in objectively. But you know what? But it's it's Kojima. I know what with Kojima. I know what I'm getting. I'm gonna get something that's not, uh, not normal. Something out of the box, which. I feel that's something that you love. You, that's you, that's that's point. Sam. Yeah. You love out of the box. You and love. That, he's going with Guillermo del Toro, who is as out of the box as it gets with filmmaking. And that's cool. That's, I mean, sometimes I like his stuff. Some I, I feel I I can sit here and not like Kojima anymore, and I feel pretty good about that. No, and that's fine. <laughs> but you're making judgments on a game without looking at what direction it was going to go in. <laughs> And that it's just so short-sighted. I know, but I feel like that's, that's probably it wasn't was that like the biggest game that came out of this past weekend? Because I feel like I, I was looking at all the different news and it's like there's like Last the, of Us Two and yeah, I feel I, like that. I, I, well, no, the other one that they were making a big deal out, out was of it a was medieval the, remake. Uh, no, it was uh, what's it called? Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> Again, or Last Guardian? No, Shadow of the Colossus. They're remaking it for PS4. Oh, again. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. They they're <laughs> they 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 because that was a PS2 they, game. Yeah. They remade it on PS3. Yeah. And now they're gonna remake it again on PS4. Yeah. But I get the feeling that they're changing a little, like as far as how like the game controls and stuff. Oh really? Because I remember I, I played that on PS2. It was a very beautiful game, but yeah. It just um I know I remember I got tired of that game. I'm like, all right, gotta climb another Colossus. I'm like, <laughs> oh. and, and it's funny because I'm no, I'm normally a puzzle guy, but like it was just like, again. If it starts to feel like work, if it feels like I have to like work and work and work, like where it's just like, I, I like a good puzzle that challenges me, but not a not something that's like, all right, you're at the city here and figure, spend five hours figuring this out. I'm like, fuck this, <laughs> flip flip the fucking table. Like I, I, I don't know. I feel like my, my the time I spend on gaming now is so limited that I want to enjoy it now. When I was younger, I could put in eighty hours into a Xeno Gears, be be stuck in a city for three hours and still continue and press forward. Where now if I get stuck somewhere for twenty minutes, I'm like, all right, where's Game Facts? <laughs> I, 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 I don't have the I don't have the luxury of time that I used to have. <laughs> or that's how I am too. I, I try not I I try to still take the games for what they are. We know what we know what it's gonna bring with Shadow of the Colossus. Mm-hmm. It's basically just enhancing the view. Right. No, I'm sure. I, I'm sure. Like, I'm. They'll probably. Uh, they'll probably get over some of the limitations they probably had in the original one yeah. or in the in the PS3 remake. They could probably take advantage of more stuff that get rid of. So uh, the guy's actions are more physics based. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Instead of more just like you press the button, it's uh, where it's like fancy dragon's lair. Where like I, I pressed the button at the right time, it yeah. actually moved up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, the game looks gorgeous, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is trying to reintroduce it to a new audience. Mm-hmm. So, the last thing I wanted to cover. So that, that, there wasn't really much. I mean, I know a lot of my friends, like a lot of my gaming friends, didn't even go to PlayStation Experience. It was like it was a thing that happened. But yeah. everyone's waiting for June. <laughs> but something that's going on right now. I was gonna bring this. I was gonna bring this up last week, but I'm glad I didn't because right now, you know, Cards Against Humanity, yeah, has been doing a thing called. And no, no, now, normally, we try to stay away from politics, but this is more comedy than politics. <laughs> They've been doing Cards Against Humanity Saves America. Now, every holiday, Cards Against Humanity, they usually do some sort of promotion where you, you pay them 10 to $15, and then they'll send you a bunch of random shit. But this year, they, they've gone political, where, they, where they're going to save America. So, one of the things they did was they, they used some <laughs> of our money. that we there were like 150,000 people gave 15 bucks yeah. each to them. We're getting a bunch of cards. But, so, the first thing they did is they bought a plot of land. <laughs> On the border 
between the U.S. and Mexico, and they intend to prevent the wall from being built. But the hilarious thing is, all the shit that they would write, <laughs> the, the comedy that comes with this. See, dear valued customer, you're receiving this notification because your social security number has been compromised by the Equifax Corporation. Ah, just kidding. It's us, the lovable tricksters, tricksters, cards against humanity. Friends, America's in trouble. Everyone is asleep at the wheel, and we're the best hope you've got. Over the next six days, we're on a campaign of shock and awe to save the American people and to keep our brand relevant during the Q4 holiday season. <laughs> Day one, as we speak, the federal government is working to pour billions of dollars into building a wall between the U.S. and Mexico, despite the fact the walls have been militarily obsolete since the advent of gunpowder. <laughs> and planes. And, and planes. And, and ladders. And ladders. And we, a pole vault. <laughs> we at Cards Against Humanity believe that when Trump goes low, we go lower. <laughs> So we've gone ahead and used your money to purchase a plot of vacant lot land on the U.S.-Mexico border and retain a lawn firm to make sure that a wall never gets built there. Enclosed is a map of this land, a certificate of our promise to you, and a few new cards about walls. They sent a fucking map with a bunch of terrible puns. Let me see. Oh, it's so great. I, I was dying. I don't know if we'll be able to get this on the Facebook camera, but there's like it's a literal wall. Mexico, see there's some uh, il uh, Area 51 with some illegal aliens. So you have actual Area 51 aliens and illegal aliens. <laughs> uh, you know, you have Polly Shore, John Waters, Mexico. Here's a, a catapult because, you know, also, yeah. catapults have also made walls obsolete. <laughs> there's Smash Mouth is right here playing, apparently. There's all sorts of ridiculous. Oh, it's just <laughs> comedy. Oh, the White House staff apparently is uh, a former White House staff over here in Mexico. <laughs> the map is great, but oh. They send you a certificate letting you know this document certifies that you, the holder of the certificate, helped Cards Community buy 0.000677% of some land, but you are not entitled to any ownership of the land. <laughs> Just in case anybody gets a, because I technically, from another promotion, I own a small piece of Hawaii too. <laughs> they bought an island off the coast of Maine and named it Hawaii too. I own one square foot of it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> from the last promotion, so it actually gets better. So, yeah, apparently they, they they started their own podcast called the Good News Podcast, and they sent a bunch of you know Good News Podcast cards, cards against you know, stops to wall. But the one that I really was glad that I waited for this week to talk about this. Was um, they decided to do some uh, the reverse of what's happening economically? Let me read the letter. The letter is pretty good. These guys are quite hilarious. Dear citizen, in order to deliver on our promise to save America, we knew we needed to tackle our country's biggest issue: wealth inequality. The richest 0.1% of Americans have as much wealth as the bottom 90%. Our lawyers wouldn't let us pursue our first choice, a campaign to eat all the rich people and live in their houses. <laughs> so we settled for something more achievable. Today, Cards Against Humanity has redistrib redistributed everyone's wealth. Using the survey you filled out when you signed up, we identified the 100 poorest recipients and sent them a check for $1,000. To see how this $1,000 is impacting these lives, read their stories on some sort of website, blah, blah. Cards Against Humanity, redistributesyourwealth.com. The next 10,000 recip poorest recipients, including me, you, get a $15 refund check. You deserve more than this, from your, but from your political representatives, not from a comedy game. <laughs> and because I'm in the bottom, <laughs> because I, I'm, I'm functionally unemployed, they sent me a check for 15 bucks to give me back my money. There you go. 
say that's good customer service. Right? Because when I bought this, I was like, man, I shouldn't be spending this $15. But you know what? Karma, baby. <laughs> there you go. Because I was like, I'll just sell something on eBay to make up for 15 bucks. But no, they sent me a check. And they sent me a card. They sent me two cards. This first card says, oh, shit. I just got a black card with the blank. Oh, shit. I just got blank. A full refund from Cards Against Humanity paid for by people richer than me. Very good. Nice. Our, our friend Jim Sabo helped pay. <laughs> Because he got the reverse card, where it's like, where he got the reverse, where it's like, oh shit, I just got my money taken from me and give it to people poorer than me. Awesome. <laughs> thanks, Jim. And thanks to Jim Sabo. And now there's balance in the universe. There, there's balance. Uh, his fifteen dollars have been taken and given to me. Apparently. They're like cards against humanity is, is they're out of control. They, 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 they are. I, I can't. There's gonna be three. There's gonna be three more of these. There are. I'm gonna get more cards. Or like, let me see the. The cards of humanity against the wall. Let me just quickly burn through these here. There's some funny cards here, I believe. Let me see. Uh, our dumb asshole president, Mexicans and Muslims. How easy it is to climb over a wall with a ladder, <laughs> getting deported, and my personal favorite, guacamole. Guacamole. <laughs> so yeah, cards against humanity. Just doing, do, doing good work. They're doing that. Uh, they're not doing God's work. They'd probably be pissed if you said they're doing oh, God's yeah, work. Yeah. But they're doing good work here. It's just ah, oh, I, I I had to bring this up. Like, normally we we don't do we don't say the T word on this show. But the T word, yeah. <laughs> T word. We we avoid that like the plague. This is not a political show. But good God, this yeah, is hilarious. No problem with saying titties. <laughs> the T word is our dumb asshole president. Oh, who uh, we can totally say titties on this oh, show. No, you meant President Titty Groper. <laughs> president or, or, Orange Titty Groper. Serial grapist. Serial grapist. <laughs> is a groping rapist. A grapist. Drinks 12 Diet Cokes a day. Really? And yet is still that fat. Is that dead? They keep posting it's, stuff about his diet. Like he eats filet fishes like crazy apparently. Oh, really? And I'm like, how do I – how am I <laughs> keeling over and dying over here? And this, this Money, bro. Money. Yeah. Money. Hey, hey, all the preservatives and that stuff is totally <laughs> preserving him. Crunchy Sashimi, titties on. <laughs> he posts titties. Thank you, Crunchy. You're a bro. <laughs> Thumbs up, sir. Fast food. He shoves it. Yeah. yeah, that, that, yeah that, that's as much uh, tea talk as you're going to get on this show. <laughs> you know, titty. I, I'd rather talk about. Titties, friends, friends. friends. <laughs> huh. I always go. I have to. I have to. I have to, I have to go into my 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 1950s <laughs> friends. Let's talk about boobs. No. <laughs> Good old titties. All right, well, now with this porn stash, oh, see. I'm bringing it back. Bring it back around. Bring Full it back circle. Yeah, got got to do the. Got uh, <laughs> got to do the the, the callback there. You gotta, always got to call back to the the previous jokes in the show. So, you know. You can always follow Samzia at Samz570. You can follow Pete Molini at Nostalgia Comics. Nostalgia Comics. You can follow me at Dre GP Podcast. I also have another account, but I'd never give that one out. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably tweet more on that one than I actually do on the show yeah. podcast. Da, 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 da. I always want to thank show contributors Irv Danapatampa, Kiet Fam, and Rick Mears. I'd like to thank Twitch contributor Chanel. You can always follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash 
Dre GP Podcast. You can watch us live on Twitch, just like Crunchy Sashimi and Iceberg are on twitch.tv forward slash Dre GP Podcast. And uh, you can watch us on YouTube. I haven't updated it in a while, but you can watch classic episodes from almost a year ago now. It's been almost, almost a year, a guys. Year. We've been doing this no. for nearly an entire year. In like two, three weeks, it'll be a year of doing this nonsense. <laughs> Honestly, I can't believe I lasted this long. Well, I, I, I didn't think I could come up with enough bullshit to talk about <laughs> for 52 episodes. Well, and here we are, episode 47 or 48. Yep. <laughs> Do and we still don't have anything to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like Seinfeld. It's a show about nothing. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're coming ahead. And uh, as we discussed last week, we uh, provide. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about your availability, but we, we, we're gonna. Uh, are, are, have you confirmed if that you'll be working Christmas night? <laughs> yes, I will be. <laughs> so I will on. Be here. So uh, I, I I will come down here Christmas. Uh, Pete, no. would you be interested in coming I, I, here I think Christmas so, night? Yeah, of course, yeah. Dude, would you want to escape from your family, or or, or, or would I be interrupting Festivus? Festivus? No, that's the night before. Oh, so. oh like a good Mexican family, <laughs> just like me. That's why I. That's why I'm free because a good Mexican family. You celebrate that shit night before. Yeah. You get that shit out of the way. You sleep in the next day. Yeah, exactly. Fuck that waking up early and opening presents nonsense. You open that shit Christmas no, Eve. No, we do that. We do the presents in the morning. You still do? Yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> Aren't all of you all grown now? Yeah, kind of. I still have a teenager in the house. They're still a teenager, but she don't believe in Santa Claus. No, but you know. <laughs> I think it's just you have to give her some, a reason to go to sleep. <laughs> a reason to go to sleep. <laughs> Let's go. Okie dokie. There you go, Brian. That, that, that's for you, Brian Lilano. Let's go. Lily snuck into the closet and saw the, oh, no. uh, some of the gifts that we had. Oh, no. So she didn't see a lot of them, but she just saw some of them. So what we're planning on doing is so that she never does that again. We're empty going boxes. To an empty box. Empty boxes, put, yes. Uh, put uh, some gift wrap on yes. it. Yes. And say next time, and, and then we say yes. next time you're going to do this, you're going to go and try and sneak a peek at the gift. This is what's going to happen. And we just throw it away. <laughs> yes. I appreciate I, 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 I saw it on Facebook. Oh, you're throwing the fire? Yeah. In the yeah. fireplace? You're throwing yeah, no, the fireplace? We're, we're, gonna, we're just going to go to the dumpster, and I'm going to throw it straight into the dumpster. <laughs> oh. Take a present, throw it in the fireplace. Take, or I saw another video where I guess uh, the, the mom was punishing both of her daughters, mm-hmm. where every present they opened was an empty box. <laughs> and there you go, Merry Christmas. Maybe you'll do better next year. I was like, yeah, every present they opened, nothing. I, 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 my nothing. favorite one was uh, this guy. His kid got a um, an iPhone box from his uh-huh. grandfather, and his grandfather made him an iPhone with Legos. Ah! <laughs> and the kid was so pissed off, dude. Dick, that's awesome. <laughs> but yes, we, we will be uh, so I've confirmed with with our crack staff here. We will be here Christmas night. So if if you're bored at home on on Christmas Day, we will be here 8 p.m. as normal. I, and I'm pretty sure I won't be working for UPS that day. <laughs> we'll be here at 8 p.m. You're on crack staff. I'm on crack staff. We're on crack staff. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> And then uh, New Year's Day, uh, we're, we're figure, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm sure. I feel like you're probably working the the, the will it be college football games or something, or <laughs> you might be working. So uh, I don't know about you on New Year's Day. I, 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 I open, Monday, I'm working. Yeah, I open the store on New Year's Day. <laughs> you open the store on New Year's Day. So, <laughs> all right, <laughs> close the store. Come on down. All right. So like I said, all right, we will be here on those holidays because they fall on Mondays. We will be here. We will deliver Dre's geek philosophy to you on Christmas Day and New Year's Day. You could. Plan on that. Like a beardless, bald Santa. Like a beardless, bald Mario, um, CHP officer, porn stash. Fuck, I wrote all these down. 
Super Trooper. Super Trooper. Got someone get me a bottle of friggin' maple syrup. I'll chug that shit down and go <laughs> die of a diabetic shock. Yeah. Four. Pete Molini. Four. Sam Zia. I am Dre Cervantes. This has been Dre's Geek Philosophy. Watch us every week. Monday nights, 8 p.m. Watch me and Pete. Wednesday nights, talk comic books. Fatal fingers for everyone. Carl from Aquatine Hunger Force. Oh, God, you're fired. Oh, God. Oh, man. No, no, I would need hair. I would need hair out down the sides if I was Carl from Aquatine Hunger Force. Good God. You motherfuckers have a good night. I'm done. I'm done with you. Done. Done. Good night.